Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C N on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live at Ford Hall. Again, the Oilers alternate jersey available exclusively at the Oilers store. It's a pop up store. It's available every day this week from 12 until 7 p.m. The Oilers in a stretch. Uh, let's see, we got five Oilers Now shows we're hosting and four game broadcasts. Only one flight, though, so it's not that bad. Uh, at Ford Hall, men's, women's, youth, sizing available. Lots of player options. McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent, Hopkins, Nurse, Neal, Clefbaum, and Cassian. Lots of other alternate jersey merchandise to go along with the jersey. You know you're in Edmonton. When on the day in which the Oilers announced they're bringing Anton Bertasov in on a PTO, Rich Winner happens to walk by you, his agent. He also has Thomas Yurko. And you get them on your show unsolicited for like three minutes. That's that's hockey, man. You got to love that. As we head off to our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. He had, at one time, headed up one of the biggest agencies, uh, not just in sport, uh, but in uh, the entertainment business. Uh, One-time number one overall pick. I guess you're always a number one overall pick. 1983 NHL draft. Um, geez, uh, there was a brawl I saw the other night that involved him, and he got, when he was a rookie, and somebody was working him over pretty good, and I was like, wow. Willie Platt might have been involved in it for Minnesota as well. From the NHL Network, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, we welcome back, uh, first time I got a chance to do him live on the show, and welcome him to Oilers Now. He was on with Brendan last week when we are at the uh, Oilers Media Golf Tournament. Brian Lawton joins us on Oilers Now. Hi, Brian. How you doing? That would have been Pat Boutet, who jumped me from behind, Bob, when I was yes. just for the record. It was Marty McSorley and Willie Plett that were fighting. And, Marty uh, and Willie were fighting. Pat Boutet, who was wore no helmet, jumps me from behind. I end up fighting him. I get to the penalty box. I look over and say, that guy's older than my dad. And he, he's he's built like a, he's like five foot eleven and about two hundred and ten pounds. Like he was he was a thick guy back then, was he not? Oh, he was. He was. I had no idea who any of the players were barely in the league at that time. So everybody's looking at me like, "Why aren't you prepared?" I'm like, 
I don't know who that guy is. He played on one of the... older. He's older than my dad. That's all I know. I just he... fought somebody older than my dad in my one of my first few games. Oh, you're going to love this story. Uh, and he just he just left town because he was just in town last week, Joffrey Lupel, uh, who I've mentioned to you before. I grew up with his dad, Craig Lupel, and Joffrey was playing for the Flyers. It was the best game he played for Philly. He had three goals and six points, and they were playing the Penguins. And uh, there was a nasty game, and Ben Eager took a run at George LaRocque, okay, took advantage of George in a compromised position on the ice, and... George ended up getting an eager state on the ice. So Gary Roberts went out on the ice in Philadelphia in his 40s and beat the living snot out of uh, Ben Eager. And Ben is, um, you know, Ben's a big man. He's six foot two, 235, but Gary had the jackhammers going. So we're talking about Joffrey's. We had Joffrey on our show, Brian, the next day. And... Uh, about his, you know, three goals, six-point game, terrific game, had everything, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, I go, yeah, and how about that fight? You know, man, did, did he, you know, your teammate Eager ever get crushed? And he's like, no, he, he did fine. He, he did all right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He got destroyed. And, and, uh, and then suddenly we hear this voice speak up, Joff, I did get killed. Eager was sitting in the car on the car phone uh, with Joff while we were doing the interview. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, makes That's me laugh to this that day. Stash job in hockey. You know, kidding. Eat as much as we used to, but yeah, it's a safer environment. That's for sure. Pat Boutet was on the Stash Dash and Bash line in Hartford. Blaine yep. Stoughton was Stash. Mike Rogers, who did color for the Calgary Flames for a number of years, former Edmonton Oiler from the WHA, he was Dash, a fleet-footed center, and Bash was Pat Boutet. So you got stuck with Bash. Tough go. I got stuck with Bash. Absolutely. I, and I Will, was laughing in the penalty box. And Willie Plett beat Marty in that fight. Willie, I don't know if people remember this. Uh, you can educate our listeners, man. Willie was pretty tough, wasn't he? You know, Willie was a guy that never worked out in a day a day in his life, but he was farm boy strong, and he was a big man back then. And of course, he had the the, the, the beautiful blonde locks. He was one of the most recognizable players wherever we'd go because he played without a helmet and just a real personality. Uh, he was one of the true characters of the game. Everybody up there, of course, remembers him uh, taking a little baseball swing at a goaltender in Calgary one night, but. Uh, he was uh, he was a wild man. He was quite the teammate. I happen to be very good friends with Willie, and uh, he's just a really, really interesting guy. From the NHL Network, a uh, longtime NHL uh, agent and executive, Brian Lott. And Brian, uh, I, I got to ask this. Uh, we just had Rich Winter on the show, okay? By pure fluke, he happened to be swinging by our location, which is about uh, 60 feet from the uh, Starbucks that's here in Ice District. Um Anton Bertasov comes in a little late on a PTO. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm told they had multiple options. I mean, put yourself in the shoes as a GM. There's nothing wrong with ever bringing a guy in on a PTO, is there? Because there's, it's, it's a, you're, you're kind of taking a flyer on a guy, aren't you? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, people don't realize how many players are in the KHL. He had a good year last year. He almost hit 20 goals. Uh, he's a guy that's played in the KHL forever, so he's got a long history, but last year was by far, 
he had one other season that was, I guess, close to it a few years ago, but he almost doubled his goal production. And uh, at 28 years of age, why not? You know, the Oilers are looking for some players, certainly to fill out that bottom six. Uh, they'd love to probably somehow miraculously come up with another top six player, but uh, Ken Holland is not afraid to try everything and anything to improve the club, and I think we're seeing some of that right here. Is he going to work out? Hopefully for the Oilers, but uh, if he doesn't, it's not going to cost him anything. From the NHL Network, Brian Lawton joining us on Oilers Now. He is our Oilers Now headliner today for Touchback Safety. How difficult is it for organizations to evaluate players coming out of player like you know to translate those numbers of the KHL like in baseball Bill James baseball abstract you know the triple A leagues and and now the best players go often right from double A and have a cup of coffee in triple A so they don't get full years but you used to be able to you know the one triple A league was a better hitters league the the PCL was a better pitchers league back in the day um but it's more challenging in hockey, I would think. I mean, put yourself in the shoes of a GM trying to assess a guy that you've never seen play. Yeah, no, it's really tough. I mean, he happens to play with a former Oiler, so people can kind of wrap their head around him and Linus Omark, who was on his team. But, you know, the reality is, is that Anton was the leading goal scorer on his team. Omark was the leading point getter with 49 points in 56 games. So... There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. It's a very inaccurate science. Just like here in North America, there's certain teams that play more aggressively depending on their coaching. There's certain teams that have more skill. There's certain teams that just really play defensive over there. And a lot of people don't realize that with the bigger ice surface that you see in some of the rinks, because they have a variance over there as well, it's almost easier to shut things down than it is over here. There's so much time and space out there that it's easy to waste time in a game. It's not as wide open as people always... uh, Whenever I talk to people that haven't seen a lot of European hockey or KHL hockey, that's the number one thing that people don't recognize. So how is he going to do over here? It's tough. I mean, Philip Larson is on his team as well. Another player that uh, obviously Edmonton Oilers fans would know. And he certainly is one of their better players, probably their top defenseman on his team. But uh, it's tough. you got to get the guys over here, put them on the ice with the other guys and see how they do, and you just never know. Yeah, we haven't seen through the first couple of uh, preseason games either. Connor, well, we know we're not going to see Connor McDavid maybe till late next week. Maybe I, I, Connor said a couple days ago, Brian, that he'd like to get a couple exhibition games in. I think the owners are a little hesitant. Of course, the doctors are going to have the final say. Um, there are some storylines, and I know you have. You know, you were the guy that told us before anybody else did. Bob, remember the name Dave Tippett for a head coach, and uh, we've already seen something different here in terms of maybe trying to change the defense out. And and you got to be able to transition the puck. You can transport it, or you can let the puck do the work. Darnell Nurse is a transporter because he can skate it. But in your conversations with Tippett and your knowledge of Tippett, um, do you think there's a real impetus to maybe change the complexion and the makeup of the Oilers' defense and what they do and try to make them a little bit more offensive-minded and attack-oriented? I definitely think that uh, the number one thing, and I do talk to Dave, 
tip it fairly regularly, to be honest with you. We're old two teammates together in Hartford um, and been friends forever. But the fact of the matter is that uh, I think his number one priority is to get all five guys to work harder defensively as a group. Like right. That would be a hallmark for him. Let's start there, then we'll build it out. He wants to create offense and utilize some of the guys like Darnell that can skate it. I think he'd like to see some of the other players be more involved, push the pace of play, have a little bit more symmetry from line to line. So it's not one line that's just super offensive and amazing and another line that can't do anything but chip it forward. So he's trying to pull the group together, uh, but he's going to start with that one foundational piece of everybody plays D, and it doesn't matter who you are. And I know that message has been delivered to Connor McDavid, and I know that Connor has absolutely uh, been unbelievable in working with Tip so far in acknowledging that, and maybe even acknowledging that, uh, you know, the Edmonton Oilers are obviously synonymous with Connor McDavid, but this is still a team game. And Connor takes up a lot of the oxygen in the room. And I think that's hard on him as a younger player. I, I, I think it, it should develop into more of the Edmonton Oilers, not Connor McDavid first. Five man attack, five man back. That's the reference that reference point that Tippett gave us at an event in Red Deer about two weeks ago. And he re sort of emphasized that point. I asked him that, you know, use that very terminology, uh, you know, and, and 100% agree with you and Connor. I mean, to the point that he's he's not the most comfortable. I got to ask you this: You're a number one overall pick. Uh, you're you know you're, you you do TV work now. When you first came in the league, was it intimidating at all? To you know, how often were you a point guy that the media in uh, in in Minnesota went to, or how did that kind of uh, you know did did they go to other veterans more so than you? How did that kind of take place? You know what? It's almost kind of embarrassing when you're younger because you don't know how to handle it. But when I came into the league as the first pick, as an American, playing for a team in Minnesota, I mean, wherever you'd go, people would want to talk to you. And, you know, you may be playing well, you may be playing terrible at that point. And uh, it just, you know, the guys would give it to you a little bit. But overall, it's, uh, it's tough to handle. And I didn't particularly enjoy it back then. I'm very comfortable talking on television and things like that now. But, uh, you know, we're talking about 30 years later. So, you know, when you think about how young Connor is and being comfortable with that stuff, he will be much better with it in 30 years. That's for sure. Uh, He already does incredible, if you ask me. But uh, I'm certain that when things weren't going well last year and, you know, I, I did... The NHL is not the NBA. One player does not win you the game consistently like they can do in the NBA. And that can get lost. And I hear things in the past about Connor this and Connor that. And that is such undue pressure on even the best player in the National Hockey League that it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I almost get the sense a bit, uh, you know, that... You know his preference is 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 not to have to be a go-to guy every day. Like he, because I think he's almost embarrassed a bit of the attention. And you know I can tell you from a broadcast perspective, you know Jack and myself, we try to get one of uh, Drysaitel or Nugent Hopkins or Darnell Nurse because we see those guys as other core parts. One of those three guys in every one of our broadcasts before a game. 
but we don't often do one-on-ones with Connor. I just, you know, he's got a he's got a scrum to do virtually every game. It's Canadian market, and it's tough when you're losing. And that's that's the other part of the equation. Brian Lawton joining us. Brian, speaking of guys making comments, uh, young, we got to run on finish guys right now. I mean, you got yes, Apoliarvi, uh, you know, had the represented by Marcus Lighto, um, not returning to Edmonton. Patrick Line talking about the caliber of teammates yesterday. Uh, I was like, wow, uh, you know, that'd be a tough thing. I don't think Blake Wheeler looked too particularly enthralled that Line maybe went down that path. Um, different generation of guys, do you think, or just kind of one-offs? Uh, it's definitely a different generation, and Patrick definitely is one of those guys that the media loves because he says a lot of things that people won't say. Yep. They know that players are thinking it, right? When he was drafted, hey, I should be number one. I think I'm the best player. Doesn't play that well in the National Hockey League. Media love it. I can tell you that I was in contact with Patrick. I know he called Brian Little yesterday just to let him know that uh, things uh, have been blown out of proportion, and uh, he apologized to him. And I don't think that's been reported anywhere. I know for a fact that that took place, and it should I do think it got taken out of context. I do think his point is valid, though. Like, look at the goals I've scored, and no disrespect to, to any of his line mates, but the fact of the matter is that he has not played necessarily in those pristine spots and has had to work harder to get that type of ice time. It cuts both ways, but uh, I look at the Winnipeg Jets, and, you know, I don't get it. Uh, for me, their team that Mark Scheifele should be their number one and Blake Wheeler should be their number two center. And if they went or deployed their players in that way, I think they'd be a lot more successful. I know those guys like to play together, yeah. but the fact of the matter is that they are a good line in this league. They are not up there with the elite of the elite lines. Hmm, interesting. And the numbers support that. Yeah, that's the way I see it. It's very clear. For me, that doesn't mean I'm right, but uh, I have strong opinions on that one. And what it forces uh, to happen is that, you know, Patrick Lane does, in fact, end up playing with guys that uh, you would think he wouldn't as much. Yeah, Little's Little's three guys lined up. Yeah, Little's been a third-line guy for the last couple of years offensively, uh, at least statistically-wise. Look, one more thing just about Winnipeg, and you've got the Minnesota connection. I know you know Ben Hankinson. Uh, both Bob McKenzie and Frank Cervelli from TSN uh, reporting about the, this personal leave for for Winnipeg uh, and that Dustin Bufflin is pondering his NHL future. We saw in the NFL Andrew Luck shut it down. Bufflin's a lot older than Andrew Luck. Um is it is this a distinct possibility that he ends up retiring here? I do think it's a possibility. It's obviously a horrific position for the Winnipeg Jets to be in. They just obviously lost Tyler Myers. Sherrod is gone. They trade Jacob Truba. Um, even Joe Morrow wasn't back. Guys that played quite a bit last year. So, yep. and then you and then you report to camp. And, you know, to be honest with you, Bob, I tend to know about some of these things earlier, and I've known about this certainly before training camp opened. It's a tough situation. It's very personal for Buff. I know Dustin well. He is a great guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, 
I couldn't tell you right now what I think will happen in the end. Uh, I don't think Dustin knows. I just think he's one of those guys that uh, showed up to camp and sat down with the general manager and said, look, this is where I'm at. And, um, I'll, you know, can I have some time to figure it out? And I've had these type of calls in the past, and usually when I've had them, there would be some other piece of information as an agent or a GM that I wouldn't tend to get. Right. I really dove it. I dove into this one at the time that I first heard, and I can tell everybody out there there really isn't. I feel very confident in that. I think this is just somebody that's that's played for a long time and trying to figure out if they still have that uh, deep down desire, you know, to want to grind it out every day because the National Hockey League is a grind. And uh, you know, when I first heard, I was like, my goodness, uh, Bob. You know, it's it's like a pond hockey game for him out there. There's nobody going to hit Dustin Bufflin. Right. He's just gigantic. But uh, I think it's deeper than that. I, I think that uh, the Jets have been very, very fair to him. And I would suspect that uh, within another 10 days, we'll have a resolution on this at the most because people need to make major decisions. And it's it's affecting a lot of different things right now. And everything has uh, kind of gone a little bit sideways for the Jets so far to start this season, which is almost unimaginable because not more than 18 months ago, I would have said that this is a team that could win the Stanley Cup and they're not looking like they're in that type of shape today. No, well, I mean, they got to get Line A and Connor done. They don't look like they're close on Line A. Bufflin, I mean, if his heart hasn't been in it or he's thinking, I mean, that's a big man. He plays at 265. I mean, that type of body he could be 300 pounds right now, you know, like you don't. Uh, I I can attest, Bob. I I saw him in the summer. I talked to Dustin. He's just a great guy. And he absolutely was, uh, Buff's never been a streetcar named Desire working out. Yeah. But he was in as good a shape as I've seen him any other year. Okay. So this is coming out of left field. I can confirm because I've seen him literally within the last 10 days. He is not, uh, it's not that case. That is, well, that's that is good. Not at all. I thought he was, yeah, he was completely fit and ready to play. Well, and that, that- I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They have a chance, then they have a chance to get them going pretty quickly. That's a good thing, Brian. Hey, Brian, thanks yep. for your time. My pleasure, Bob. Talk to you next Wednesday. Okay, thank you. You bet. From the NHL Network, that is Brian Lawton. It is 1256 in Edmonton. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Stakos. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Stakos, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Oilers now, or at Roos Chris at Oilers now sent you. Bob Stoffer here. 
at uh, Rogers Place in Ford Hall. And reminding you that Oilers now has two great road trips coming up. You can join us in Chicago to see the Oilers play. Uh, the Blackhawks are go down to Tampa Bay, where Brian was once the GM for a great game and a five-night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Chicago and Tampa Bay road trips, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Still coming. Joe Kim Nygaard from the uh, Edmonton Oilers. We'll hear from David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, as well as Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.